Tell this guy to get off his lazy ass. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Story of Ferdinand, by Monroe Leaf. Drawings by Robert Lawson. Published by Viking, a member of Penguin Putnam Books for Young Readers. The story of Ferdinand is an old tale published way back in 1936. This is probably the Iliad of picture books. It's old and long, and everyone claims it's necessary to teach, but no one really knows why. A movie was even produced in 2017 that was loosely based on this hardback, simply called Ferdinand. This is a story about a young bull who does not like to fight or play with the other bulls, and his life changes when men come to his ranch looking to purchase a bull for the bullfights in Madrid, and they choose Ferdinand. Will he put on a show at the fights? Grab your red blanket, because we're about to find out. The tale begins in Spain and introduces a young bull named Ferdinand. The story states, quote, All the other little bulls he lived with would run and jump and butt their heads together. End quote. But Ferdinand liked to sit by himself and smell the flowers. And his own farts, clearly. His favorite spot was under a cork tree. His mom would watch him just sitting there and worry about him being a total loser. How do I know it's his mother? Not only did the book tell me, but the picture shows a cow with a bell around her neck that says, Mother on it. I gotta have more cowbell. His mother would try and push him to go and play with the other bulls, but Ferdinand wouldn't go. He loved being a loner, and eventually she left him alone because she saw that he was happy. She should have forced that lazy bum to get off his ass and do something with his life. Ferdinand grows up to be a massive, intimidating bull. Great genes. His physique must have come easy to him. All the other bulls would practice fighting each other still, because they wanted nothing more than to be chosen for the bullfights in Madrid. No one must have explained it to him that they go there to die. But at least these bulls have dreams and aspirations which is more than I can say for that bum Ferdinand. So one day a bunch of men show up looking for the meanest bull for the fights, and all the bulls put on a show except for Ferdinand. He just walks off to sit under his cork tree, except when he goes to sit down, he sits right on a bee and gets stung on the ass, so he starts jumping around all crazy-like, and it gets the men's attention, and they say, right there, that's it, that's the one. I could only imagine how those other bulls must have felt when he stole their spot in the fight, knowing he never even practiced or wanted it like they did. Well, they throw Ferdinand on a cart and bring him to Madrid, where the whole city is jacked up for the bullfight. Everyone is dressed up, and there are so many festivities. It's kind of like the Met Gala for poor people. When they released Ferdinand into the arena, the matador looks like he wet himself. But Ferdinand just walks in and sits there, smelling the flowers from the festivities. Could you imagine being all those people in that arena, and you paid good money for a seat, and this is what you get? I'd be furious. He can't even try to put on a show for the good people. No, Ferdinand is too selfish. 
He just lays there refusing to fight. Boy, those men should have done their homework. You would have thought the rancher who owned him would have been able to tell them that Ferdinand may look the part, but he's no good. Everyone is pissed off at Ferdinand for good reason, and they throw him back on the cart and turn him into some steaks and burgers. I wish. But no, they send him back to where he came from. And the story ends on Ferdinand sitting under his tree, happy and enjoying the day. Many might say the moral of this story is, it's good to be a pacifist, or a loner, or that people aren't always what they look like. But I believe the real moral is, if you're lazy and you don't practice, you'll never be able to perform. While Monroe's writing was extremely long, he didn't just load it up on a few pages. He only put a sentence or two on each page, which made the length easier to read. I would have put chapters in this book, so you could have put a bookmark in and easily pick up where you left off. But I will say the length of his writing never had me thinking, when is this going to be over? And his writing did have some nice humor, playing up the fact that Ferdinand should have never been picked in the first place, and the frustration that ensued from it. Also, this book was originally published in 1936, and nothing seemed odd or out of place, and the moral still rings true today. As for Robert's pictures, they were detailed and played up the humor, and all the commotion around the bullfights. My biggest knock on them is they were in black and white, so they weren't eye-catching at all. But I guess, in 1936, a lot of pictures were in black and white, and people were used to it. This is a timeless read with an entertaining story, so on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 3.8. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for seconds and thirds. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.